So experiment one, I don't think is working out too well. Trial Ooh, run. Tell me about so, it. Tell me what's going uh, on. So I got the, this decaf coffee because again, I went to grad school and thought, man, I'm going to like lower my caffeine consumption. So I'm really trying to get <laughs> low on it on the, especially in the mornings and it's not working. Oh, by the way, we're recording in the morning. This is a little bit different. This is weird. Yes. And yes, I, if I was a healed boy right now, or if I was a normal in one piece guy, Yes, I would have a morning beer right now. I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, any, anyways, uh, everyone, welcome to Beer and Bible. And I am Neil. I'm the Encyclopedia Biblitanica. The caffeine-free. Caffeine-free. Encyclop- oh, yeah, the, the experiment, by the way, is uh, <laughs> my brain is not firing right now. <laughs> the, well, that goes back to your first point, that yeah. it's not going very well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm drinking decaf coffee. That was the change. And I thought, like, oh, well, I'll have some placebo coffee, and then it'll, like, my senses will be like, oh, yeah, remember coffee. Like, you're supposed to be energized. Like, you're just a crazy person. You're just doing it just to see. Just yeah, to I mean, see. At least I have an excuse. I'm trying to, like, heal a bone, so... You know, yeah. that's hence my sobriety from, well, I don't know if you can be sober from caffeine, but my sobriety from beer and my, you know, stopping the caffeine intake. Although yeah. I did have a coffee Saturday, Sunday, Saturday morning, I think it was. And it, it was good. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, but then what you if you had all that energy, what did you do? You can't go uh, anywhere. Yes, I sat. I sat even harder than I did before. <laughs> uh, all right. Take two on this. Uh, welcome to Beer and Bible, and I'm Neil, and I do all the research, and sometimes my brain works, and I can say stuff. You still do literally everything. In fact, I'm even more useless now that I'm just stuck at a couch. Yeah. And I'm Chris. I used to be a lot of things. Now I'm just the official Bible reader because I'm having to be sober to grow a bone in my leg. Yep. I don't even have a good beer to talk about. Like It's just I have water. I'm, yeah. I got a fucking bottle of water right here. Yeah. The, the finest, like, are we talking, like, Deer Park? Are we talking Fiji? No, well water. Just, well, just <laughs> sucked up out of the ground and into my bottle. And then, yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we are in, to just go back to where we are in the Bible, for anyone that's tuning in, we are in Matthew chapter 8. And we've been in Matthew forever, and you're getting the... You're getting the right de- idea that we're going to be in Matthew forever. They're sitting there like, is it still fucking 2020? I mean, we can still, we, <laughs> we could probably move on. Uh, just hit us up. Annoy us. Tell us what you want. Uh, Instagram yep. is Instagram. the best way, at Beer and Bible Show. But we are on Facebook, too. So. Yes. Yes. Um, so hit us up. Uh, annoy us. But in the meantime, until you do that, Matthew chapter 8. <laughs> and we're going to be going through verses 18 through 22 today. All right. Uh, just to dig into recap where we were, uh, we're, in the book of Matthew, you have sections of teaching and then you have sections of action. And right now, we just had a big section of teaching. Uh, so Matthew chapter 4 ends with Jesus went out preaching the kingdom of heaven and healing people. So uh, Matthew writes down, okay, well, what is the preaching of the kingdom of heaven? And he defines that or writes that out from five to seven. And then chapter eight and nine are going to be him doing like doing the actual actions, like going out and um, and healing people and doing all that stuff that was mentioned in chapter four. Chapter 10, he's going to send his disciples out to go do the, uh, the same stuff. I know, spoiler alert, sorry about that. But for the structure, <laughs> in order to... S- so that the reader knows what he's sending them out to do in chapter ten, they need to see um, they need to see five through seven is what they're teaching, eight and nine is what they're doing, and then that that way you know exactly like okay, what so are they? We're doing? in the action parts right yes. now. Yes, the action. Yeah. All right. So if you don't mind, Chris, go ahead and grab uh, read us eighteen through twenty. Let's kick it off here. Um, 
Uh, when Jesus saw the cr- wait, nope, yep, yep, eighteen, right? Yes. Okay, I've I've like graffitied this Bible so bad I can barely tell where I'm at now. <laughs> um, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, "Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go." Jesus replied, "Foxes have holes and birds." Of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. <laughs> yeah, I love these enigmatic stuff. It's like, yeah, it's mm. like, <laughs> like I'm sure the disciples were like, "You got that right," and, and Peter's like, "Yeah, I totally understood that." Yeah. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, Sol- oh, there were, Luke wasn't one of the disciples. What, what did you think, Judas? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. Like, <laughs> None of them fucking understand. No, no idea what's going on. So I don't know how many. Well, that's that's our episode for tonight. We don't understand <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. So um, maybe so. Why is he taking off? Like, where is he going? Maybe he's going off to take uh, take care of other healings. Uh, you see that in Mark one thirty five to thirty nine. Uh, one commentator says that um, uh, is that some people just wanted to ride on on the coattails of celebrity Jesus. So maybe like a teacher of the law is like, hey, I want to join you. Um, maybe this is a contrast. Uh, the, the scribe with the disciple in the next few verses. So we're having a like, hey, here's a guy that wants to go with him. Now we're gonna have another contrast, like a. Uh. Here's one example, and here's the opposite example. What's with the lake? Like, do you think did the is he does he have a crowd with him right now, or is it just him and the disciples? Uh, looks like he started starting to get a, a crowd. I don't uh. know how much of a crowd, but he's starting to get some people. I'm not saying that they're they're not all just following him around. Like, there's not four thousand people just walking right. around with Jesus. But people see him, they've kind of like heard things. Yeah. They may come like chill for a little bit, like an afternoon, yeah. and just be like, let's watch this guy hang out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think he was like going around the lake? Was he going around to like get away from the people, or was he like, because it's like he saw people and then they, he's like, let's go around the lake. So he he might have been so um, trying to like dodge him to be like. So it might have been that he's going to the next location to to do more healings. Gotcha. So he might be looking like, okay, well, we need to go a little bit further. Gotcha. And then other people, uh, Luke, the uh, the gospel writer, Luke, he actually talks about the gospel, the other biography of Jesus. Um, he would actually say that Jesus has this pattern of going out and healing people and then ducking away for a little yeah, bit. That's what I was wondering. Solitude. So I don't know. I can tell you that Matthew doesn't really give us a clear indication. He doesn't care either way. He's mm. just like, Jesus no. is like, we're going this way. Yeah, and that, that's something to, to, to always remember with these guys, that these writers, is sometimes they're like, I'm going to tell the story I want to tell it. Yeah. Not not necessarily what, here's how I see it. Is that, <laughs> that how it happened? Shh. Yeah, just this. I'm telling this story. You shut up. Yeah. Um, it, it's like uh, people retelling jokes. Like, it, do you really want to have somebody tell somebody trying to tell you a joke, and you're like, "Yeah, but what color was the car?" Because that could make a difference. Like, like no, no, sh- shut up. <laughs> Which yeah. so uh, a a rabbi, uh, an imam, and a and a priest walk into a bar. What bar is it, and what kind of imam? Because imams don't even go to a bar. Like. <laughs> Shut up, Judas. Just trying to tell you this joke. Um, I'm not saying that these are jokes. Like, the Gospels are jokes. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is that they're, they've got a point in what they're trying to get to. Yeah. You're, you're looking for the punchline. Don't get too caught up in the details. Right. Um, and we'll, we we talk about the details here, too. But um, I think they're important for historicity and, and things like that. And, or the details, like, what are the details they're trying to bring out for their point? Um, anyways, um, so then East uh, it says that that's one uh, could be actually as you could understand it as a certain scribe, like a certain teacher of the law, a certain one, like this one dude that we definitely knew. 
Hmm. So that here we are exactly here are the details I'm giving you guys. Yeah. Um, rabbi, when he turns it, uh, so the term the 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 word rabbi at the time was not popular just yet. Um, so rabbi doesn't become popular until after Jesus passes away, but maybe 40, 50 years later. So when when uh, Matthew's writing this, the term rabbi becomes popular. It's kind of like saying. Um, describing people in the in the 1950s or 60s of wearing you know a lot of dark clothes skinny jeans you know they, they loved smoking pipes they loved reading jack kerouac you know the hipsters you're like okay well <laughs> they weren't hipsters in the 1950s they were called beatniks yeah but you understand when i say when i say you know basically the hipsters of the 60s huh got it yeah yeah, yeah. yep so when he says rabbi if he's writing rabbi in his time that might have been a, a normal uh, term used, but just at the time of Jesus, we don't think it was as used. Gotcha. Um, then, uh, let's see here. There's, uh, one commentator points out that many times scribes and Pharisees, uh, use this negatively. Uh, but it's uh, unlikely here. So most of the time in, uh, the people who call Jesus rabbi, it's used negative in the, in the book of Matthew, but here it doesn't seem huh. that way. Um, and then, uh, da, 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 either way, it's telling us how the character views Jesus. Uh, follow you, uh, learning not, not, uh, is not just based on sayings, but living in, out in teachings. Like, why would you want to go follow somebody? Um, actually, a- actual discipleship is not something that most, most Americans would like. We, we think about it. And, uh, if you've heard about, uh, if you're familiar with the American church, we talk about being quote unquote disciples and like, oh, I'm in a discipleship group. What, yeah. That pops up a lot. Yeah. But what does that actually mean? That, that means you stop everything you're doing and you go where they go and you do what they do. Like fully, Ugh. and you're you no longer have opinions. Ugh. Those yeah. are yeah, like the idea of you can ask questions with the assumption that you're wrong to begin with. <laughs> like you don't try and pin down your rabbi. You try and get your rabbi to explain how wrong you are. <laughs> no, thank you to that. Yeah, so and you, so this teacher is walking up. This guy's a teacher of the law, and yeah. he's like, "Let me come be with you." Yeah, Literally. do your worst, Jesus. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to learn with him and, and study from him. It's also interesting hearing that somebody who's already a teacher of the law, who's already considered knowledgeable, is wanting to have this guy's understanding. So you could see it as a scribe. Scribes versus rabbis. Scribes would be more like uh, the Wikipedia of the Bible, and then the, the rabbis would be more of the ones that uh, teach it and explain it. Gotcha. Um, it would be kind of like a difference between... So it's like it's the huge difference between myself and uh, a preacher. Like you guys who've been listening to this podcast know that I am not really good at applying any of this. I'm just trying to lay out what's going on. Um, uh, there was one rabbi who, who said, uh, woe to the rabbi who has an honest scribe because like the scribe would be like, um, rabbi Mordecai, that's wrong. Like, the one's like um, excuse me. That's, that's not right. Like, Shut up. Shut up and write it down. Yeah. So you, you, uh, so maybe, maybe he was a scribe. He might've been a teacher. might, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he is someone that's coming and looking at Jesus going, okay, well, what, what's up with you? What are you teaching? Um, foxes and birds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Plutarch quotes this. We're not sure if this was a known idiom at the time. Like, oh, you know, uh, a bird in the hand is worth, worth two in the bush. Like, was, <laughs> like we know that. That didn't exist <laughs> when Jesus was around, I don't think. But I would say that some people think that this was a common idiom that he was using. Um Talking about that. He's basically uh, saying like he was wandering, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, is. Uh, he? Some people have asked, like, is Jesus homeless? Probably not. Um, he th- he might have actually had a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I just want to let you know, I don't have a home. 
or <laughs> I'm just kind of wandering. So if you want to come with me, we're just out. We're just out for a walk for an indefinite yeah. <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, it, it, he is. It is focusing in on the transience of Jesus. Yeah, like he he's got. Pe- he will be. Like, traveling. you sure you want to do this, man? This is. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm under false to Jesus. Like, you don't know how this is going to end. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not going to be like, oh man, we learned so much. Everyone go home. We'll we'll catch up next week. It's like, it's not going to end well. Yeah, you might die. Yeah, and then um, let's see here. So so he he is he is transient. We've talked about this. Usually, uh, there were traveling rabbis. Like Jesus is not the first wandering homeless rabbi. <laughs> there were other traveling rabbis at the time, dude. So this is a big left turn. Is this a bad spot to, dude? So. Uh, how many people in Jesus's posse there actually die, like not of unnatural causes, or like directly related to Jesus' causes? Uh, we don't have anyone die before Jesus. Like Jesus gets to be the first one, right? 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 Um, I think but like were any of them hunted and killed, or yeah. I mean, I know Judas killed himself, right? Judas kills himself. Peter is crucified upside down. Oh, I think all of them get. Uh, martyred. Eventually, Martyr- they're, yeah, they're, they're all, killed. They're all killed. Uh, John is the one who I think he gets boiled alive, but survives. Uh. Yeah, I think I think at that point I would just be like, "Can we make this quicker and easier?" Yeah. Like, I just roll right up into like the court. It's like, "Can you guys finish what you started?" Because I'm in a lot of pain here. Yeah. No, and they're like, "No, no, no. If we if we kill you, it'll only be two to three weeks quicker than." <laughs> It's, Fuck you, Neil. Uh, we were just discussing how long it's going to take him to heal, so I'm just <laughs> throwing that in his face. Um, For those of you out there, yeah, that was yeah. a malicious comment. That there. was, that was, that was me being the jerk. Um, no, that's that's uh, that's a uh, that's a valid question, but they don't end up dying until after Jesus. Well, I guess Judas is the first one, but he killed himself. Yeah, but then after that, all of his followers end up being uh, martyred. Like all of them, except well, they all get bad pay- punishments. I think John's the one, and these are all traditions, by the way. These aren't like historically documented. Well, they are historically documented just as much as pretty much any other historical document from that time period. Right. Of this happened. Okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. All right. Continuing. <laughs> that was a big um, left turn. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Another one thinks that this could be pointing to the cross that he has no place to rest his head. Like he's, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to be a king. I'm not going to be like things are not going to go well. Yeah, like you're not getting it on the ground floor for like some big dynasty or anything. No, no, foxes have nests and the, and the birds, uh, or no, foxes have their dens, birds have their nests. The son of man, he's going to be crucified. <laughs> this is not going to go oh, well. This yeah, is, so maybe it's it could be that way. Um, so son of man. This is the first use of of the 30 times this will be used in the Gospel of Matthew. 30 times? 30 times. Son of man. Son of man. This is a big phrase. So I uh, thought he was the son of God. Yeah, but he uses them in, interchangeably, and so we've got to get to that mess. Yeah. So if you don't mind jumping to Daniel. Daniel. That's the old book. Yep. Uh, the Old Testament. So this would have been a book of the prophets. So this is the the prophets. Um, this would have been a section where they're talking about in the future when things <laughs> change. This is a long one, so hold on to your butts. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. It sounded like Gandalf there for a minute. Oh yeah, man, this is this is crazy. Like <laughs> a river of fire was flowing coming out from before him. 
Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were open. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their prior of their authority but were allowed to live for a period of time. That was in quotations. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Damn, that's some like hardcore, like Revelation sounding shit. Yeah, that's and, and a lot of Revelation. A lot of people will draw parallels between Daniel and Revelation. Um, some have said, and you can't really understand Revelation until you've read Daniel. Wow. I, on the other hand, think that you can't just understand Revelation, period. I think it's just craziness. <laughs> this is a, this is coming from somebody who had a class on Revelation yeah. as well. Um, I only took that one once. I took Acts twice, maybe three times. I can't remember. Huh. Yeah. So I should either I really know that book or I don't know that book at all. <laughs> You're still trying to figure it out. Um, anyways, so yeah, it, uh, you, you already hear like there are two thrones and it, all power and authority and dominion and all those things being given over to 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 him, you can definitely see where people, uh, rabbis, were having this issue of why are there two thrones in heaven? Yeah. Because there can only be one, and that would be God, and another throne would mean there's somebody equal to God. So there, that uh, that becomes a debate in rabbinic sources. I'll have to dig into that, that a little bit further um, for next time or some other time when we talk about this. Yeah. So you've got that. And then you have, um, you talk about... Uh, this person being described, and it's called the Son of Man. Uh, and you could, you, you can read the Son of Man a couple different ways. So you can understand that as being a title of humility. What was me? I'm, I'm not a man. I'm only a son of man. Or just meaning like, I'm not a son of God. I'm a son of man. So you can read it that way as well. Hmm. So that uh, there are a couple different commentaries on that. And um, when people think, well, a power and authority and dominion, keep in mind that when, not that like, I don't know how many people would have this on their head, but uh, like off the top of their head, but uh, mankind was given dominion over the earth yeah. in Genesis 1. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So so it doesn't necessarily have to be God, but then there are other times where people go, whoa, this is this sounds like a pretty divine uh, individual. Um, and then the, and there's also a question about, do you have to believe that there are two thrones in heaven, therefore both are equal to God, or there is God, and then there's one equal to God? Hmm. So A equals B, but B does not equal C situation. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, so does it, uh, if A equals B and B equals C, does A have to equal C? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're using some math here. <laughs> I didn't even do math in college. I, I tested out of Plenty math. of acts. Yeah. But no math. Um, so this uh, what we were talking about, there's some humanity versus deity. The son of man has no place to rest his head. Is he referring to himself as a deity? Hey, the Son of Man, who has like all this power and has a throne in heaven, has no place to let rest their head here. Um, it could be uh, uh, you could also look at it as um, it's it's referring to somebody, somebody, maybe not himself. The Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Anybody. Um, and then the the main focus of this entire passage of like the foxes and all that, and the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. It is on being unwelcome, but. Because you've paid uh, a premium price for this podcast, 
<laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the Son of Man. In the Aramaic, it's Barnash. So, uh, or, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, is this what Jesus would have been speaking during this time? Uh, there is some debate, um, probably. Uh, this would have been the language of the common people, <laughs> the common folk. Some people argue that they were still speaking Hebrew at the time. Ah, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I cannot verify that. But is this kind of like English would be in like another country? It's kind of like a lot of people kind of know it a little uh, bit since they're that would, intermingled communities. That would now. that would be Koine Greek. Oh, so okay. Jesus probably spoke. Um, he probably spoke the, using the consensus of of scholars and not saying the, this is the definite one hundred percent truth. This is not the God honest truth on the Bible. <laughs> this is um, people see that Aramaic would have been the common commonly spoken language at in that area. Gotcha. Uh, Hebrew would have been the uh, church language that would have been like Latin and, and Catholic churches, uh, Catholic churches now. Ah. Uh. Um, where it might be used in worship and liturgy, people understood it. They still would have been literate. Um, I didn't. I tend to think that most people are uh, people. I've, I've heard people say, "Well, you know that they were illiterate, right?" Like, no, <laughs> no, they were not illiterate. They were not illiterate. I've heard somebody tell me one time that uh, the Bible is not true because um, they were illiterate fishermen. I was like, "Well, do you know anything about the Jewish education system?" <laughs> because you're, you're you're applying either Middle Ages or other historical ideas, but you're not taking into account the uh, the culture. Right, um, and so that was that was part of it was becoming literate. So the uh, so the likelihood of them being um, like Peter and, and the fishermen being able to read and write was pretty high. Yeah, and then uh, who was it? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and then <laughs> Koine Greek would have been the the normal lingua franca is the term you're looking for. Gotcha. Um, lingua franca. So so you would have so remember they're so they're in Capernaum only. Four, uh, out of a town of 4,000 people, 2,000 of them are Jewish. And yes, they are going to, quote, unquote, stick to their own. But there is going to be interaction because it's a small town. Yeah. You're living in the, you're, you're street over, so you might still have to, you might not be going over, inviting them over for dinner and hanging out at the coffee shop, but you're still probably going to be doing some business with one one another. Gotcha. And <clears throat> uh, and so you would have had either Aramaic, because you've got a lot of people who are from Syria in that area, um, that you might have that. But then when you get the Roman soldiers, in, in there, they're going to be speaking Koine Greek, hmm. and then uh, they might. Uh, there is speculation that maybe Jesus also knew some Latin as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> a little so, history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus is polyglot. Is a polyglot. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to become more and more like Jesus. That's why I learn all these languages. Um, so the Aramaic phrase "son of man" is often used in a uh, in the generic sense to mean human being. Uh, an example: uh, if the ancient teachers were angels. Uh, we are uh, son uh, sons of man. If they were uh, men, then we are asses. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, you know, if if they are angels, like if the ancient teachers are angels, then we're just men. Yeah. If they're just men, then we are asses. We're below that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I um got some uh, got some quotes. Uh, same uh same writing, different ch- uh, section. Uh, that the Aramaic phrase "son of man" could be used. Um. Uh, as well, an example, is there anyone, uh, uh, like, just as, uh, sorry, could be used as a uh, stand-in or a pronoun. Is uh, is there a son of man who speaks the, in this way? Is there anyone? Hey, is there anyone that speaks this way? Any idiot? Any human being that would talk like this? <laughs> Any son of man? Uh, the phrase could also be as a circumlocution uh, for the uh, the first person pronoun I. So, I am a son of man. So, instead of saying, 
oh, just lowly old me. It, that's the kind of way. Just a, I'm just a regular old son of man. Uh, I, just me. Um, yeah. So you can say that way. Uh, Jacob of Kafar Naburia <laughs> uh, gave a ruling entire that sheep could be ritually slaughtered. Hearing this, Rabbi Haggai uh, sent him this order: "Come and be scourged." He replied, "Should son of man be scourged who proclaims the word of Scripture?" Like throwing back, like uh, you're you're accusing me, and you're saying that I should be scourged. I'm a son of I'm just a lowly son of man, and but should a, a human being be uh, scourged for speaking the word of God? Essentially, ah. Like you're, I, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just speaking this. Like you're gonna, oh, you're gonna hurt me because I'm just a lowly regular guy. But did we talk about how I did say like I, what I'm actually doing is saying the word of God? Um, so that, that that's kind of a an argument. Like a hmm. you're saying this, I'm gonna slam back at you, <laughs> fight you a little. Yeah. Um, and then there's no examples in uh, exist in the text study to suggest son of man was ever used for messianic designation. Uh, and however, um, this whole explanation is based on second century Jewish material. So it's not first century Jewish material. So maybe it was being used. Um, this was a modest way of saying myself, we'd expect to see more of this in other, uh, literature as well. Also, if it was, uh, there's a difference between, um, the way Jesus puts it is he says the son of man, not just son of man. Mm. So that makes it a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so some people think that that means that, uh, when he's when Jesus is saying the Son of Man, he's trying to refer back to that passage you read earlier from Daniel chapter seven, the one that's on on par with God. Gotcha. Gotcha. So maybe that's what's going on there. Um, and then there's some other people that have, have gone back and forth on this. I'm I'm gonna I, I think I've hit a lot of the explanations on the Son of Man. I'm gonna try and look for some really quick points to this. Uh, so it could have been that Son of Man was used earlier. Uh, in the Gospels, the Son of Man is used exclusively by Jesus in reference to himself. Not No one else calls him Son of Man. Um, some people think that the whole thing about him saying Son of Man, it's not messianic. Well, uh, I think in the Qumran, the, the crazy Essenes that were living off in the desert, yeah, those people, like the, the survivalists, <coughs> they didn't all live in the desert. Listen to our earlier podcast. <laughs> but uh, that group, that they use the term Son of Man in their writings. Oh. And if John was one of them... It wouldn't make it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to think that Jesus was using that term from the Messiah as well. Gotcha. And his like his readers might might not have been unfamiliar with that concept of using the term "son of man" hmm. to refer, refer to the Messiah if they're pulling it from uh, a different Jewish sect. Uh, and then let's see what else I got here. I'm sh- kind of sk- skimming my notes, everybody. If you're wondering about that, like what's <laughs> going on here? Um, yeah, it, it also. Let's see, I mean, it, it could just be his own phrase and use of that. I think that's pretty much it. It's going to hit me later on. Like, I'm going to be half of the podcast. Like, oh, this is the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Like next episode. Yeah, yeah. To piggyback off of last week's episode. So so just, again, uh, recognizing that this, the term son of man could be read either way. Uh, it could be read as as just a lowly person, or it could be understood as, um, as a Messiah figure. Uh, so choose your own adventure. Again, like, welcome to Beer and Bible. We're not giving you any straight <laughs> answers, just all the things to choose from and different reasons why. Right. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and read the next section. All right. So, um, blah, blah. another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Seems a little harsh. Yeah. So this would be the contrast. <laughs> like, yeah. I, th- I think this is the, wait, is this the contrast? Maybe it's later in the verse, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, it seems pretty harsh. It was like, let the dead bury their own dead. Don't worry yeah. about that kind of stuff. Like uh, that guy's gone. Like, um, 
And then it says another scribe was a disciple, maybe like a different one of the disciples. That, that could be like it says another. Then another came. So yeah. what does it mean? Does it mean like another scribe or does it mean another disciple? Hmm. So we're not sure. Uh, burying the father. Um, so what, what, why is he like, why, why is that coming up? Um, uh, so it could be a Nazarite vow. Uh, maybe he's waiting until his vow was complete. So that is, so uh, if you remember back from Samson, what were the three rules? Uh, don't cut your hair. Don't touch anything unclean. Oh, what was the last one? Oh, no alcohol. Yeah, that's a, yeah, no, you, that was the I, worst I, one. I totally understood you conveniently forgot that one. It's not, <laughs> uh, it's not uh, don't touch anything unclean. It's don't touch, don't touch anything, anything dead. dead. That's so you right. can't bury the father. So maybe what he's saying is he was waiting until his vow was complete so then he could actually go touch, like help do his sonly duties. Gotcha. Not wifely duties, sonly duties. Sonly. Uh, maybe the, the, the deal was that the father was alive but sick. Like, hey, my dad's not doing too hot. But, like, I would love to follow you, and I know I can't do it right now because I need to do the right thing. Like, in our culture, I need to take care of my dad's burial and everything else. Yeah. And he's not going to make it. Can I stay here, and then I'll, I'll join you? So, like, that that makes sense. That's another option. Jesus is like, nah. No, no c- come now. Like, yeah. What? Fuck your dad. That, that's that's probably not too far off from the way that sounded. <laughs> really? Well, you're talking about a family situation yeah. or culture where that is of the utmost importance. Right. Taking care of your family. That's like at the top of the list. Yeah. Like that's that's beyond even America. America. So that would be a controversial thing coming from a rabbi right there, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, look, like in our in our uh, culture, like we just ship off our old people to nursing homes. Yeah. I say that because my dad is runs a nursing home. <laughs> We have benefited very financially throughout my entire upbringing. It's good for business. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the idea of, of in other cultures, they find that appalling. And then to he- hear like, "Don't worry about caring for your own family." It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe the other idea was that he's planning to gather the bones in a year. So what you do is somebody would die. You wrap them up in the linen cloth, like the whole thing. With if you think about Jesus, that's what we're going to do to him later. Um, spoilers. And I didn't then, do anything to him. To Jesus. I don't know what this we is you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. I didn't do shit. More on that later. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't there. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. put that on me. Um, so that you take them, wrap them up, put them in a tomb. They're there for a year, and then you come back a year later, you gather their bones, and then put it into a sarcophagus? Ostuary? Ostuary. You put it into Sarcophagus a... is the thing for Egyptians. Way <laughs> off. Put it into a science class, right? Uh, no, you put. You could do that. You wouldn't do that then. Like, not... Like, you and I can do that, but you can't... They could not do that. Halloween's doing... all year in the Stanley house. Yeah. There's dear old dad. <laughs> I hope that happens. That's... I really hope your bones get passed down. Nah, I'll be like a toilet paper roll holder. Yeah. <laughs> be like... Just have like a butler towel on one arm and I'm holding the thing that you like the springy thing that holds the toilet paper roll. That sounds like a fantastic way of going out. Of <laughs> we're, we're thinking of taxidermy your arms. Yes. That's still in the cards. Actually me and Stacy have been talking about working on a will. Yeah. So I guess the lead break leg break thing is like pushed forward some more conversations that have been like kind of in passing. You finally <laughs> at, at age 35, you finally realize, Oh shoot, I could die. Yeah. 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 Um, my hobbies probably will kill me. Y- your what? My hobbies. Oh, hobbies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So then, uh, so it might have been that like you then you put all the bones into an ostrich box, and then like that's how you then you keep that or bury Lame. that. Lame. So that's that's an, maybe. So what he's saying is like, hey, give me a year, and I'll I'll be done. Just and put them in the box and let them rot. Yeah, that's the way we do it now. Yeah. Uh, it could be literally burying him, like 
I'm going to go bury my my dad. I don't know, but that I also don't know literally, literally burying him. Like, what what does that mean? Like, no, no, like he died yesterday. I got to bury him today. Like, Jesus, like can't wait around, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we're not I waiting got, on you. I got to get on this boat. Ooh. I got to go two miles across this lake. You're not going to be able to find me. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for that shit. It's a really small area. Like, all I have to do is ask for where healthcare on legs is, <laughs> and people will point me in the right direction. Follow the dancing cripples. Yeah. <laughs> the trail um, of demons. It, uh, yeah, it could be like he's like to stay with him until old age. Like, oh, hey, I just gotta stay with you. Like, I just want to stay with my dad, see him. Yeah, I want to go with you guys, man. I'm gonna catch you later. Yeah. Uh, it could be the first seven days of mourning. Like uh, of someone's passed away, like my bro- my father just passed away. Can you give me a week? And Jesus is like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> I, which I, I yeah, that doesn't make any much sense. Like, come on, like you're gonna pick up other. You even he hasn't even picked up or named off the twelve yet. So yeah, I don't know. This seems a little early on. But again, Matthew's not telling this chronologically. Ah uh, uh, yeah, it could be re- referring to if he's gonna wait a long time. It could also be pointing out that um that Jesus is going to be going to the cross pretty soon. Like th- there's not much time. Oh yeah, like a sense of urgency. Yeah, like, hey, you want to come back and like catch me after three years? Mm, that's gonna be a little late, buddy. Yeah, just a little late. Um, considering the uh, the religious obligation here, Berachot fourteen B, Sota fourteen A, Midrash Berachot thirteen one, or is it Mishnah? Anyways, um, these are all the rabbinic writings and talking about this. Uh, uh, actually, relegates them over daily pra- prayers. That is like. If you have to choose about doing the stuff that takes care of your your deceased father, you choose that over doing daily prayers. Mm, yeah, that, like, that's more important. So, so in the the Jewish mindset, and again, these are a little bit later after Jesus' time. But if we can retrofit them back into uh, in, into this historical period, that's not a bad like deal. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, no one thinks of the idea. Uh, this points to the idea of Jesus's self-importance, and so we're like, "Whoa, that's not very humble, Jesus." Uh, keep in mind that um, humility and uh, in that time period is not how you view yourself. It's not low self-esteem. It's how you treat others. So Jesus thought he was God on earth. Not wrong, right? <laughs> he kind of walked around. He he had that. Um, uh, what is that called? A uh, big divine energy. <laughs> big, I like what you did there. That old BDE. Yeah. So he that's had a lot of funny. <laughs> You're so dumb. That's funny. I like. That. <laughs> he had the big big D energy, divine energy. Huh? Do you think I can get away with that saying that at church? Probably. You could, and no I, one else could. I don't know. Probably. I don't think I could. I don't think anybody would say anything. I think they would. But there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't let me preach there in a while and i think i know why because of stuff like that <laughs> because <laughs> anyways so he he's uh so then uh so you have jesus is quote unquote full of himself full of god uh that's a whole trinitarian thing but he, he it's not how he views himself it's how he treats others that uh, comes up creases creates some issues there um and then uh portios uh uh, Proteus, uh, somebody who had written, was saying that he's willing to. This is a, just another commentator. He's willing to follow Jesus just later. Like, I'm ready to do this, but later. So like, so he's not really that committed. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, got it. Um, I have met people who are uh, you people. Um, I've met people that are very much like, let me do my thing, and then when I get married, have children, and I'm ready to settle down, that's when I'm going to start changing my life. 
Mm. And that, that could be a similar idea, according to Portios. Um, I feel triggered right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm laying out how this guy said it. I haven't changed that much, though. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hold on to a good bit of my bad tendencies. I think I think it all comes into uh, what we what we're talking about here. I guess bad tendencies are also just are, are very much cultural Christianity. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Don't this is this is not an excuse for you to get out of it. Oh, oh, like oh. I'm just yeah, I'm also okay. pointing at Chris right now. Like this is not an excuse. <laughs> what I'm I'm saying is, uh, uh, my friend Michael and I were talking about this just the other night. Is that like in Germany, like the idea of like having a beer. And, and going to a, a Bible study, like, totally normal. Yeah. Like, that would be really weird. Like, the fact that, that some people think beer and Bible's weird would be weird to them. Right. Uh, okay, so here, here's a quick story. Preacher tale. Um, <laughs> preacher stories. I don't know how true they are, but they are parables or allegories here. Uh, but this, uh, this is a story I'd heard where a bunch of Christians, American Christians, went over to do missions work in Ireland. I don't know what missions work in Ireland is. Don't ask me. I'm just telling you the story. You'll get the <laughs> Back to the point of it. Stop getting caught in the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Point. Um, They are they they uh, they were all getting ready for church, and all the uh, all the American women were putting on makeup to go to church. And so they went to this church with these Irish women who are going. Can you believe these American women? They're putting on makeup to go to church. Like, like that's what like you're trying to look good. You're trying to look pretty. You're trying. Like, are you trying to attract somebody at church? Like. Trying right to, are you trying to look like a, a woman of the night like some sort of <laughs> like you're painting yourself up to go to church that's wrong and then afterwards uh when the church ended they're all like okay so let's all go to the pub and all the americans were like going to the pub after church drinking on a sunday <laughs> this big cultural disconnect on both sides yeah yeah and like and there's no book chapter and verse that i can find on any of this i mean i can don't worry i'm skilled like i can i can make some stuff up <laughs> Yeah, I can't make some stuff up, but I can find some stuff and like weave it into. Yeah, make like, it fit like a fit that like okay narrative. Yeah, according to this verse, this is why you shouldn't wear makeup to church. Like I, I can do that, but uh, the the point is that we're seeing uh, different cultures and how they're they're acting. So, um, sorry for that tangent, everybody. No, maybe I liked it. I like it. Maybe you're welcome. Uh, and then uh, let the uh, let the dead bury. Uh, Andro uh, Andro uh, eight forty nine. The dead are uh, are the care of the uh, the care of uh, the dead are the care of the dead and the living of the living. I don't even know where that's from. I think that might be a Greek writing. It does not look Hebrewish. Uh, McCain, an image of a skeleton preparing the place of uh, for the recently deceased. Like you, like he's saying, like that's what you should be thinking ah. when you see that. Uh, Locks. Uh, this is misunderstood Aramaic. Leave it to the undertaker. Um, that's not the monster truck driver, by the way. <laughs> but leave it to like or the wrestler. Yeah, or the wrestler. Yeah, he just retired. So, was, is who's was there an Undertaker with the monster truck, or is that just the wrestler? I was not a monster I'm truck or sure. wrestler guy. I'm like, not sure. Yeah, I, I feel like correct I'm, us in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> leave us, help us figure this out. I definitely feel like I was a weird transplant here to Southwest Virginia because I didn't have any. I do think there was an Undertaker. I, I think so. Yeah, we'll look it up when we're done here. Yeah. Um, so the, so, uh, the idea of saying, leave it to the undertaker, that's still pretty bold in the culture where the, you have like the family expectations. Like that's the whole thing of like, that's not your business. Leave that, leave that to the guy that's going to take care of it. You don't have to come follow me. Gotcha. Um, uh, so could also back to the, remember the Nazarite idea that whole thing of like, okay, is he keeping his Nazarite? Vow basically it takes such holiness and separateness. It takes the same amount of holiness and separateness to, um, follow Jesus. So, uh, let the dead bury the, their own. Like I, I don't want. I can't go with you because I'm in a Nazarite vow. And he's basically saying, 
screw your Nazarite vow, like or or even like you think your vow's that far, go even further with me. Like, don't even bother touching the dead. Let the dead bury their own dead, so you're not going to touch them. Mm. And come follow me. Like, it's you thought a Nazarite vow was a way of, of acting holy. This is a whole other level of it. Yeah. Uh, and, oh yeah. By the way, the reason you would take a Nazarite vow and you'd let your hair grow and not touch dead things and not drink alcohol isn't to just heal your bones, but it was <laughs> to. Uh, it would be. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, man, this this placebo coffee's kicking in. Uh, no, the the uh, the idea would be that you would separate yourself from the normal patterns of your daily life to dedicate yourself to God. It's like the priests are always dedicated to God. I'm just a regular guy, but I want to take a time and a period to focus my life on God, and so I'm going to take this vow. So in a way, Jesus is saying, "Hey, let the dead bury their own dead. Like, take that vow further and come follow me." Gotcha. All right, last little bit here. Uh, the impossibility of the phrase may sum up in the seek me first uh, and the impossible will be possible. So maybe that's kind of the idea. Like oh, the is there another verse? Nope, that's it. Nope, that's it. Like the, the, the impossible can be possible. Like gotcha. Let the dead bury their own dead. They can't bury themselves, Jesus. I thought I'd failed at my job nope. of reading the Bible. No, that's it, man. That's that's <laughs> it for t- today. Any uh, any thoughts there, buddy? Um. The the Daniel thing sticking with me that was pretty nuts. Just the visuals from that man. That's that was pretty crazy. Yeah, Daniel is weird. It's and interesting knowing the Son of Man thing. What's behind that? So now when I hear it like through the rest of Matthew, is it just it, wait? You said thirty times in the Bible or thirty more times in Matthew? Thirty times in Matthew. So does anybody else use it? Uh, not with that kind of frequency. Matthew likes to throw down some phrases, son of man, and, and like stick to them. Yeah, son of man and kingdom of heaven show up a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and, and keep in mind, his, his audience is Jewish, so they already know the kingdom of heaven is what has they've been aiming for. That's what the prophets, that's what David had. It's the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, so, so they're familiar with that. That phrase. And then the son of man, what we just kind of talked about today was the argument that maybe Daniel chapter 7, uh, they would have understood that as either messianic, if not messianic, at least divinely connected hmm. um i would still argue that the qumran is it's a jewish sect but it's not so far removed that they probably still had that concept um or uh or maybe even uh the rabbinic takes on it later on would still were already being spoken of back at the time of jesus they just weren't written down until later which could also work gotcha uh, there are different ways of, of cutting it but it seems like matthew is not just trying to be like this lowly guy, because he mentions it 30 times, all in reference to Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Cool. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks again, and we will catch you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Follow us. Tell us. Tell, tell your the, friends. The shameless plug. Shameless, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, hit us up. Talk some shit. Leave some comments. We'll catch you next time.